Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Crosspoint Church Scripture Podcast. Very encouraged by all the new listeners that we've picked up um, during our 40 days with Jesus in the Psalms. Um, you guys have um, went out of your way to come up to me at church or um, send me those emails or phone calls to let me know you've been listening and that it's helped you and encouraged you, and especially those who have said um, that it's getting you, you know, it's helping you to stay committed to Scripture um, daily, daily interaction with Scripture. That's been awesome because that's the whole reason why we do it. So thank you very much, and thank you for being here. Um, guys, we're getting near the uh, goal of our um, 40 days. We're going to be on Psalm 38 today. So today and then two more days and we'll be done. But just so you know, the Crosspoint Scripture podcast will not be done after this 40 days. We were we were already uh, going through the Bible one verse at a time um, before, and we're going to continue that afterwards. So uh, if you liked what you've heard so far, um, you'll probably like our regular program, and you're welcome to stick around. Um, we don't, we're not always in the Psalms like we have been here. That's been a special project we've been on, but we'd always just take one verse of the day and, and go through it in very similar fashion to what you're getting used to uh, by listening here. Okay, so today we're going to go through Psalm 38, and um, we're going to be talking about prayer um, as an alternative to the negative ways that we deal with people who mean us harm. So kind of like prayer as an alternative to revenge, prayer as an alternative to gossip, prayer as an alternative to arguing and making sure the person knows they're wrong, things like that, okay? I believe that um, prayer is a life-giving alternative to talking bad about, arguing with, gossiping about um, some enemies in our lives. So I believe Jesus modeled that, and I believe this psalm has some of that in it, okay? So first we'll read through Psalm 38, and then uh, we'll talk a little bit. So Psalm 38, reading from the ESV, says, O Lord, rebuke me not in your anger, nor discipline me in your wrath. For your arrows have sunk into me, and your hand has come down on me. There is no soundness in my flesh because of your indignation. There is no health in my bones because of my sin. For my iniquities have gone over my head like a heavy burden. They are too heavy for me. My wounds stink and fester because of my foolishness. I'm utterly bowed down and prostrate all the day I go about mourning, for my sides are filled with burning and there is no soundness in my flesh. I am feeble and crushed. I groan because of the tumult of my heart. O Lord, all my longing is before you. My sighing is not hidden from you. My heart throbs, my strength fails me, and the light of my eyes, it is also has gone from me. My friends and companions stand aloof from my plague, and my nearest kin stand far off. Those who seek my life lay their snares. Those who seek my hurt speak of ruin and meditate treachery all day long. But I am like a deaf man. I do not hear. Like a mute man who does not open his mouth, I have become like a man who does not hear, and in whose mouth are no rebukes. But for you, O Lord, do I wait. It is you, O Lord my God, who will answer. For I said, only let them not rejoice over me, who boast against me when my foot slips. For I am ready to fall, and my pain is ever before me. I confess my iniquity. I am sorry for my sin, but my foes are vigorous. They are mighty, and many are those who hate me wrongfully. Those who render me evil for good accuse me because I follow after good. Do not forsake me, O Lord. O my God, be not far from me. Make haste to help me, O Lord of my salvation. 
All right. Um, a theme that is often taken up in the Psalms because I think because life is so full of this theme and it's trouble, woe, problems. You know, a few um, problems are coming from this person's own life uh, because of their own iniquity, they said. David wrote the Psalm. And then um, also a lot of problems are coming from outsiders, though, enemies, foes who are looking on even as um, the psalmist is suffering and having a hard time. There's these foes making it worse. They're happy that the person has stumbled, and um, there's treachery, and they're speaking of ruin, and this person has to endure it, okay? And how they endure it, the main vein of what they do is not speak evil against those people and try to avenge their, themselves on those people, but instead it's to take it to the Lord and to ask him for help. And then there's um, a behavior, there's like prayerful behavior described in here, and I think this will be very important to us. So what we're doing here is an alternative prayer as an alternative to gossip, vengeance, arguing, nitpicking, talking bad about other people to get them back for how they're treating us, okay? So the first thing I want to draw our attention to is um, the parallels here with Jesus's life, okay? Um, this was Jesus' experience, um, not the sin, but while bearing our sins on the cross and um, some of the other suffering in his life, uh, there were always naysayers, enemies, and any time that Jesus was faced with adversity or he had to do something difficult, there were always people on the sidelines criticizing and hoping he would fail and trying to get him to fail. And then um, when he was bearing our, the penalty for our sin on the cross, these same people gathered around, and it was an aha moment for them. They were there to mock and to say, see, this is, you know, we knew this would happen to you because um, God is not for you. He's not with you. Okay. And what did Jesus do? Okay. Well, he did, he did a few things, but one thing that's always impressed me, probably because <laughs> it's so hard for me to do. Uh, this is hard for me to do. So Pilate. You know, for instance, he's talking to Pilate, and Pilate's accusing, well, you know, asking about these accusations against him, and Jesus says nothing, okay? Right up until Pilate calls God the Father into question. You know, he says, I've got power to over your life, and then Jesus speaks up and says, no, you have nothing except what my Father's given you. But in the meantime, um, he says nothing back to Pilate. Wow. How did he manage that? I my What I'm saying is, that it was a manifestation of a person, Jesus, who had a major trust in God, the Father, fed by, brought about by a deep and consistent prayer life where he could give everything to the Father. Okay, that's a part of it. And I think I think that door is open to you and me too. And uh, this happened to be with Jesus in front of the chief priests and Pharisees as well. They would accuse him, and he would just stand there. All right, so now if you go down to verse 13, um, we're going to read 13 through 16 because I think the secret is here. So after he's already said that there's snares and they speak of ruin and there's treachery and they want him to fall, he says in verse 13, but I am like a deaf man. I do not hear. Okay, they're all over him, but now somehow he's become like a deaf man and like a mute man who does not open his mouth. So he's just like being like a person who literally can't even speak back to these people. I have become like a man who does not hear, 
and in whose mouth are no rebukes. And I don't know about you, but I'm thinking about situations in my life right now that would have went so much better for me if I could have been like 13 and 14 here. If only I would have gotten those rebukes out of my mouth and, you know, allowed the Lord. Well, so, okay, no, how do you do this? How do you do this? I believe the secret is in 15 and 16. He says, so like, he doesn't hear them. He doesn't speak back to them. But for you, O Lord, verse 15, do I wait? Okay. I'm not dealing with you anymore. These people that are on him. I'm not engaging with you anymore. This is incidentally a good strategy towards the real enemy that we have, right? We don't battle against flesh and blood. We have a real enemy, principalities, powers of evil. And towards that enemy, we don't deal with them, him. But for you, O Lord, do I wait. We turn our attention to the Lord. We engage with the Lord. It is you, O Lord my God, who will answer. For I said, only let them not rejoice over me who boast against me when my foot slips. So he just takes all that complaint. Jesus took all that complaint and that, you know, accusation, even if it was even if it was well-deserved by the Pharisees, like he had every right to be against them. He takes all that energy and he redirects it to God where it belongs. And he's so plain about the suffering Jesus was, you know, it was like, let this cup pass from me. I'm sorrowful, you know, but he gave that to God, to the Father. And that's what prayer is supposed to be in our lives. So to kind of sew this up, there's a I can speak for me and then I've seen this, you know, I've seen it raising kids. I know it's in my life. I've seen it as a pastor. I've seen it as a dad. I've seen it as a husband. I've seen it, you know, doing pastoral counseling and things. And I know you guys have too. When someone hurts you and they're against you and they're talking bad about you, there's this momentum, there's energy inside to stand up for yourself, to speak back against them, to either prove them wrong or, you know, or even get, get back at them to speak point out what's bad in them. What are you going to do with that impulse? Okay. What I'm saying is, and what I believe Psalm 38 is saying, and what I believe we saw in Jesus's life is most of the time. Okay. Not every time, but most of the time, it's a good idea to give that energy to God prayer. You know, we have to have a daily engagement with the father so that we can give that those complaints and that stuff to God rather than towards these people. And then what we're doing is we are looking for the results that God can bring rather than what we can do on our own with our, um, you know, with our own arguments and our own criticism. Okay. All right, guys. Um, great time in Psalm 38. Um, much needed for me. I don't know about you. Um, this issue is, is always been a big one in my life and I'm still growing in it. And if you are too, that's what I just say, start small and just begin to, bring that energy um, to the Father in prayer and, and see I what I have seen in my own life, what I think you're going to begin to see is a lot of that anger, malice, vengeance, hatred is going to start leaking away. And in return, there's going to be some hope that God the Father hears you and sees you and will answer. And when that hope starts to replace your anger, then your behavior will change and you'll find yourself um, a little bit richer in grace and mercy and able to return that to the people who keep speaking against you. Okay, and you might even win a few of them over to be your friends. I've seen that happen in my life. All right, guys, love being with you. We'll see you next time.